Hello, everyone. Welcome to Eternity, where love never fails. Hello, everyone. Thanks for listening. This is the Eternity Bible Study Podcast, where we walk through the Bible together every weekday, Monday through Friday. We're podcasting from here in the United States and in Zambia with a goal to share our thoughts and encourage one another as we read God's Word together verse by verse. My co-host in Zambia, Matali, and I are both listening to Through the Bible Podcast and then sharing our thoughts and encouragement with you. From America to Africa and everywhere else, God is in control. As always, our attribution goes to Through the Bible with Dr. J. Vernon McGee. So if you've ever wanted to try to read the Bible every day, we hope you can join us. We're regular people just like you, trying to learn more about God and walk in step with His Holy Spirit. So if you have your Bible, feel free to read along. And if not, no problem. We'll try to put it all together for you. So let's get started. Hello, everyone, and welcome back. We're finishing up uh, Second Kings today. We um, have just been looking at King Josiah's reign. Um, as my study Bible says, in spite of several generations of idolatry and rebellion against the Lord, somehow Josiah arose as this righteous king who not only appeared to be outwardly righteous, but he, as it says in Scripture, turned to the Lord with all his heart and with all his soul and with all his might, according to the law of of, jo- of Moses. So, all, but although he was a righteous king, it was not enough to turn the nation around to reverse God's wrath, wrathful judgment on the nation. The nation now needs to be purged. The northern kingdom has been exiled to Assyria. Now the southern kingdom is going to have to be exiled as well in order for the land to be cleansed the people to be cleansed uh he will leave a remnant though we will have uh this little last remnant of hope for the people to survive so uh verse 28 now the rest of the acts of Josiah and all that he did are they not written in the books of the chronicles of the kings of Judah so again a rhetorical question they are um in uh his days Pharaoh Necho, king of Egypt, went up to the king of Assyria to the river Euphrates. Okay, um, so it looks like Egypt, King Necho, is going to fight uh, Assyria. King Joash went to meet him, and Pharaoh Necho killed him at uh, Megiddo. Um, or Megiddo. McGee says this valley of Megiddo is the same valley as they refer to as the Battle of Armageddon. That's where that battle will be fought one day. It's an interesting historical note there. Verse 30, And his servants carried him, this is King Josiah, dead in a chariot from Megiddo, and brought him to Jerusalem and buried him in his own tomb and the people of the land took. So, So Josiah is killed in battle. And McGee says, look, that wasn't his fight. He did a foolish thing. He was a he was a good king, but he did a foolish thing. 
And that foolish thing was... That foolish thing was... Um, fighting a fight that perhaps maybe your prophets are telling you you'd win. In any event, it wasn't his fight to fight, and he gets killed. Uh, and so he gets brought back, and he gets buried, and the people of the land took Jehoahaz, uh, the son of Joash, anointed him and made him king in his father's place. Uh, jo- Jehoahaz, this is verse 31 uh, of chapter 23, uh, He was 23 years old, began to reign, and he did what was evil in the sight of the Lord, according to all his fathers had done. And Pharaoh Necho put him in bonds at Riblah in the land of Hamath, that he might not reign in Jerusalem, and laid laid on the land a tribute of a hundred talents of silver and a talent of gold. Okay, so... Jehoahaz is pretty much a has-been, right? Because he gets put in, in prison. Verse 34, And Pharaoh Necho made Eliakim, the son of Josiah, okay, it looks like an, his brother, uh, another son of Josiah, king in place of Josiah, his father, and changed his name. His name was Eliakim, so his name gets changed to Jehoiakim. And Jehoiakim probably wasn't much better. He t- he takes Jeho- Jehoahaz, sort of the has-been here, he takes him away. Uh, he exiles him, apparently, um, or takes him away uh, to Egypt, and he died there. And Jehoiakim gave the silver and gold to Pharaoh, But he taxed the land to give money according to the commandment of Pharaoh. Okay, so Jehoahaz has been. We got Jehoiakim now on the throne. And Jehoiakim, down in verse 36, was 25 years old when he began to reign. And he did what was evil in the sight of the Lord. In other words, another bad king. So, um, Israel's last and only hope was King Josiah. And, you know, even he wasn't enough. To save this remnant nation. So verse uh, chapter 24. In the days of Nebuchadnezzar. King of Babylon came up. And Jehoiakim. Um, became his servant. For three years. And he turned and rebelled. Okay. So he was trying to make a name for himself. And the Lord sent against him. Bands of the Chaldeans And uh and uh, bands of the Syrians and bands of the Moabites and bands of the Ammonites and sent a, and sent them against Judah to destroy it. So look at here. It's not these nations now that Jehoiakim is battling. It's the Lord. The Lord sent these nations now to destroy Judah. Found that fascinating. And this Jehoiakim, as McGee says, he's probably got all these false prophets saying you're going to win. But God's not on your side. So, according to the word of the Lord that he spoke by his servants, the prophets, this is what Isaiah said. He was warning these guys. Verse 3 in chapter 24, Surely this came upon Judah at the command of the Lord to remove them out of his sight for the sins of Manasseh. 
according to all that he had done. So this is the evil king Manasseh. You know, the sins of him haven't left. They have to be paid for. And all for the innocent blood that he had shed. For he filled Jerusalem with innocent blood, and the Lord would not pardon. And now the rest of the deeds of Jehoiakim, and all that he did, are they not written in the book of the Chronicles of the Kings of Judah? So Jehoiakim slept with his father, fathers, and Jehoiachin, his son, reigned in his place. And Jehoiachin um, is not a good king either. So Jehoiachin was 18 uh, years old when he became king, and he reigned three months. Jehoiachin took it on the chin. He didn't even last three months. And he did evil in the sight of the Lord. And then down in verse 10, at that time the servants of Nebuchadnezzar, king of Babylon, came up to Jerusalem, and the city was besieged. And Nebuchadnezzar, king of Babylon, came to the city while the servants, servants were besieging it. And Jehoiachin, king of Judah, uh, gave himself up to the king of Babylon. In other words, he surrendered. He didn't want to get killed. And his mother and his servants and his officials. And the king of Babylon took him prisoner in the eighth year of his reign and carried off all the treasures of the house of the Lord and the gold. Everything Solomon had, had gotten. Carried everything away. And he... And my study Bible says nobody remained. He carried away the people, a thousand captives, all the mighty men of valor, the officials. None remained except the poorest people of the land. And he carried away Jehoiachin to Babylon. So Jehoiachin is now prisoner, takes it on the chin, gives himself up. His mother and king of Babylon just cleans house. And then the king of Babylon made Batana, which is Jehoiachin's uncle, king in his place, and changed his name to um, Zedekiah. Now, Zedekiah was 21 years old when he reigned. It's interesting, he's his uncle, but he's, tw he's 21. Uh, and he did evil in the sight of the Lord. And Zedekiah rebelled against the king of Babylon. All right, so he's trying to rebel. And he's probably being told, as McGee says, by false prophets that God's on his side too. God's not on his side. Or maybe he doesn't, he's not even trying to pray to God. He's praying to his false idols. But in any event, God has abandoned this nation already. He's, he's letting Babylon clean house. Now we come to chapter 25. This is the last chapter. And in the ninth year, verse 1, of his reign in the tenth month, on the tenth day of the month, Nebuchadnezzar, king of Babylon, came with all his army and against Jerusalem and laid siege to it. Okay, so a very specific timeline here. So the city was besieged until the eleventh year of King Zedekiah. So it goes from his ninth year till his eleventh year. And on the ninth day of the fourth month, of the, the famine was so severe in the city, there was no food for the people of the land. Then a breach was made in the city, and all the men of war fled by night 
By the way of the gate between the two walls by the king's garden and the Chaldeans were around the city, and they went in the direction of the Arabah. But the army of the Chaldeans pursued the king and overtook him in the plains of Jericho, and all his army were scattered from him. And they captured the king and brought him to the king of Babylon. And they passed sentence on him, and they slaughtered the sons of Zedekiah before his eyes, and put out the eyes of Zedekiah, bound him in chains, and took him to Babylon. Zedekiah, Zedekiah totally humiliated. A captured king, sentence pronounced on him, sons are killed, so there's no more of his line to live. Puts out his eyes, so he basically is just led to suffer. Okay, so then they burned the house of the Lord and the king's house and all the houses of Jerusalem. This is chapter, verse 9. And, the, and all the army of the Chaldeans who were with the captain of the guard broke down the walls around Jerusalem and the rest of the people who were left in the city and the deserters who had deserted to the king of Babylon together with the rest of the multitude. Nebzardian, the captain, of the guard carried into exile, but the captain of the guard left some of the poorest of the land to be vine tressers and plowmen. And the pillars of the bronze were in the house of the Lord, and the stands in the bronze sea that were in the house of the Lord. The Chaldeans broke in pieces, carried the bronze to Babylon. They took away the pots, the shovels, the snuffers, the dishes, everything. They cleaned house, and everything. Of metal, they just brought back for the value of the metal. So Judah, this is verse the end of verse 21, was taken into exile out of its land. This is land that belonged to them, given to them by God. They were exiled. And um, we get, a, we get uh, the people who remained there in the land of Judah, whom Nebuchadnezzar... King of Babylon had left. He appointed Galdiah uh, as a governor. But later, um, Ishmael uh, and uh, came with ten men and, and killed Galdiah and put him to death along with the Jews and the Chaldeans who were with him. And then all the people, both small and great, and the captains of the forces arose and went to Egypt, for they were afraid of the Chaldeans. So they didn't want anything about this governor. They didn't they wanted to get out of there. So they kill the governor and get out. So it's like there's nobody left. And then now we come to verse 27 and in the 37th year of the exile of Jehoiachin, this is the guy who gave himself up, king of Judah in the 12th month on the 27th day of the month, evil Merodach, king of Babylon, in the year that he began to reign, graciously freed Jehoiachin, king of Judah, from prison, and he spoke kindly to him and gave him a seat above the seats of the kings who were with him in Babylon. So Jehoiachin put off his garments, and every day of his life he dined regularly at the king's table, and for his allowance, a regular allowance, was given to him by the king according to his daily needs as long as he lived. Now, this is interesting because now we've got the only surviving king of Israel here who's a prisoner in a foreign land. Um, 
My study Bible says that Nebuchadnezzar's son and successor here releases the Judean king from prison, and it gives some hope that there is still a future for the Davidic line. So this is where Second Kings ends, and this concludes our study of First and Second Samuel, First and Second Kings. We've been in the Old Testament for for a while, so uh, tomorrow being Tuesday, we're going to start a new study which is going to be now we're back in the New Testament in the book of Romans. So I'll be looking forward to, to, to studying Romans with you. Uh, McGee calls R- Romans the greatest um, document on our salvation that we have. So I'm really interested in seeing uh, what our study uh, of Romans will teach us. So as always, from me to all of you, God bless you. Keep your heart centered on Christ on this great spiritual battlefield. We'll see you next time here tomorrow. And um, as always, our prayers go up for sweet Emma and sweet Jean. God bless you all. We'll see you next time.